Well, welcome to another episode of The Deep Dive, where Calvary Teaching Pastors uh, look at the weekend's topic or passage of focus and uh, just maybe ask questions that we didn't have time to get to uh, in the sermon, um, go through different background information, historical context um, as well, and just maybe even have a little fun while we're while we're doing it. So uh, I, my name is Brad Aslan. I serve on our online ministries uh, team, and I'm joined today by Ben Powers. Um, who is our ministry team director. Um, he does a lot of stuff with small groups and adult ministry as well. And so, uh, Ben, you preached at our Mid-Rivers campus uh, and for online over the weekend. Yes. Uh, thank you for being with us. I'm yeah. excited for this discussion today. It's good to be here. I love what you've done to the room. Nice yeah, fall look. decorated it for the fall. So if you are watching this, you know, after the fact, and it's the spring or the winter, and you're confused, we are recording this uh, in the in the fall. It's October, and so uh, anyway, today for our deep dive, we're going to be doing things just a little bit differently. Um, the, we recognize the last, you know, the section of Galatians that we're in. Um, if you've been with us for a bit, you know, we're walking through Paul's letter to the Galatians, and the section that we're in, um, the last couple of weeks have has had a whole lot of crossover, right? Mm -hmm. What Paul yeah. is seeking to do in this letter, um, Paul, he um, he was a missionary. He planted churches. Uh, he would preach the gospel. You know, people would convert. He would form a church. Uh, once that church uh, had, had raised up leaders and was sustainable, he would then move on and plant other churches. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes he would hear that there were problems happening in the church that he had started and then left um, because these guys were like, early Christians. I mean, they, you know, we think we don't know everything, like yeah. they're just still figuring yeah. things out, right? <laughs> and so he would hear from time to time of different problems, different issues. He had a whole lot of affection for these uh, these churches that he started. And so he would then write a letter and respond to some of the problems. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there'd be maybe a dialogue, they'd read the letter, um, you know, to the church. And so this this happens, you know, in Galatia. There mm -hmm. are um, Jewish Christians who have come in and they've taken the words of Paul, the gospel, the good news of Jesus, and they've added to it and saying, hey, that's all good, but you need to do X, Y, and Z, right? You need to be circumcised. You need to keep the dietary laws. You need to keep all of the, the laws and the rules that are found in the Old Testament that mm -hmm. Jesus came uh, to fulfill, not abolish, but mm -hmm. fulfill. And um, Paul's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> none of that. Like, yes, the Old Testament law matters. The Old Testament, right, it, it's, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, but we read it differently now because of Jesus. And so that's where we're at in Galatians. And so because he's really addressing just one or two issues, um, the, the letter can get somewhat repetitive yeah. the way that we break it down, right? Because yeah. his intent was for his letter to be read as a whole <laughs> once, mm -hmm. you know, and we, week to week, we break it down, we take a verse or take a passage or a section. And so because of that, the last couple of weeks, you know, we've talked a lot about the law. Well, what does the law have to do with anything? And we talked about that again this weekend. And so um, we're going to kind of look at some maybe bigger concepts, bigger picture items um, as we work through part of uh, the end of chapter um, three. But then before we, we dive in, I've just talked a lot. So yeah. what What yeah. are your kind of, you're like, yeah, yeah, you have talked a lot, man. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, you've done yeah, what, said great what, things. Uh, yeah. Just for you, big picture wise, um, where we're at in Galatians, what has stood out to you? Yeah. Um, what What has been helpful, I guess, for yeah. you? 
Well, I think just hearing you talk about the Judaizers, and I think, um, you know, I think we also we often think, oh, they're they're evil people. They're trying to destroy right. the church. When honestly, I mean, they're they. And their own mind are trying to do a good thing. Yeah. And I can think, you know, we can maybe relate it to ourselves where when we have come to know Jesus or we had a spiritual experience or something that really impacted us and we try to put that on somebody else or we try to not put it on them, but we try to include them or have them have that same experience. And um, it that may be a generational thing. It could be um, an experience that that's not what God is doing in their life. And so... I think their intentions are really good. Um, it's just they're 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 missing kind of um, the mark with it and what yeah. what has already been been solidified. They don't. Yeah, Paul doesn't need well, their and, help. And the the Judaizers, right? By and large, they have been. I mean, they are Jewish people, yeah. right? And the Jewish faith, the Jewish heritage, the Jewish community has been around for. Like a thousand years at this point, yeah. you know, if not more, yeah. probably longer than a thousand years, yeah. right? And so, to just and they weren't probably there when Jesus was resurrected from the grave, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Je- Jesus didn't reveal himself to them on the Damascus Road like he did with Paul. Sure. And so I do think that that the Jewish people, um, in especially in the New Testament, they get a bad rap. Yeah. Um, when. I think if we were, and I, and I think this should be our posture towards everybody, right? We should have a charitable posture. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably just trying to, they're probably trying to glorify God, yeah, and worship God, yeah, and they have a very high esteem for the Old Testament, mm-hmm. for the Old Testament law. Mm-hmm. Probably um, we could learn actually a lot yeah. from them. Yeah. Um, however. This whole Jesus guy comes on the scene, uh-huh. and he's blowing it all up, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, uh, thank thank God we have people like Paul, yeah. who are willing, um, who are gifted um, to instruct, yeah, and talk to, them. yeah, yeah. And I think I think too, you know, he he does keep repeating himself, but I'm the same way. Like if I'm trying to tell my kids something that's yeah. really important, I'll say it one way, I'll say it another way, I'll repeat it, and my you know my kids are finally like, hey, I get. I yes. get it here, okay? And I'm yes. just, I want to be heard on yes. an important matter. Yeah. And I, you know, I just want to cover my bases. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, like Owen, um, did you put on deodorant today? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Owen, we've got some cologne for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Owen, you smell uh-huh. like, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. No, I think Paul's you, doing that. Um, yeah. Paul is, uh, he is a master um, uh Argue, arguer. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. he is a he's a master in the art of rhetoric in forming arguments in um, yeah so for sure so we're in Galatians chapter three I'm gonna read verses twenty three through twenty nine also Owen if you're listening um, I'm sorry I don't think you stink <laughs> it was just an illustration uh, anyway <laughs> verses twenty three uh, through twenty nine now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. So there's that callback to earlier in chapter three. But now that faith has come and we are no longer under a guardian, for in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you 
as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So Paul, he's doing something, like, or he's continuing to do something pretty profound, mm-hmm. right? You have the, the Jewish Christians, the Judaizers, the different people that he is responding to who claim Abraham mm-hmm. as their forefather. Mm-hmm. And so Paul's already kind of, you know, torn down part of their argument saying, whoa, the law came 430 years after Abraham, so it doesn't negate the promise. Mm-hmm. So you can't claim that uh, keeping the law mm-hmm. is what makes you, you know, offspring of Abraham. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he's adding, he's kind of using other language because sons of Abraham, that was a title, a designation, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And so he's saying, no, 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 we are too. Uh-huh. And actually, we're truer sons of Abraham, uh-huh. <laughs> right, um, than, than you are. So, yeah. Uh, so, Ben, yeah, walk me through this. What? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, so like you you mentioned before, Paul's great at making the argument, and he uses great logic here because he is saying that yeah, the law, the Mosaic law was given 430 years after, and the Judaizers thought, well, that that's what we're living on is that because that cancels out the promise that God had given Abraham and through all of his um, generations, and so um, and so Paul's saying, no, no, that's not. That's not what happens. They go together. And what happens is the law actually points to the, the promise. The law expands and shows who the promiser is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we try to follow the rules and obey the law, we realize this is hard. I can't do it because I can't do it. Somebody else is going to do it for me. That's mm-hmm. how good our God is. That's that's the whole point um, of the law. And so he's trying to make that connection with the Judaizers to help them with understanding that logic so yeah he goes so he goes in there he he uses two illustrations for describing the law because the judaizers are saying their argument back to paul is well if it doesn't can't if it doesn't cancel if the law doesn't cancel out the promise then why did god give the law and so he goes into it and says well here's why he gave the law he gave it because it imprisons us and it's like a tutor or a strong disciplinarian Mm -hmm. and at first we think wow that's That's that guardian language right yeah yeah it's like well that's not the best um illustration you know the why is the law given to imprison us like okay (laughs) sign me up for that one and um and i think he he makes the argument that um what the law really does is it shows what we cannot do and um you know the 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 whole point of the tutor was it's not a tutor like a teacher it was in the roman culture someone a family would hire somebody or a, or it could be a slave that would follow their child around walk them to school walk them um, back from school so you know you know how kids are i mean you're walking to school you start throwing some rocks into the lake you start you know whatever either some mailboxes you want to knock over i don't know what was um, your childhood like then <laughs> I'm just saying, and uh, yes, yes, uh, not fully matured people exactly do immature exactly things. not not as a judgment not as right? a judgment yeah uh, although probably at some judgment but like yeah. 
they just they just do it yeah. right it's part of growing up and learning and so yeah, yeah you do want to it's, it's why in, in in the youth group right we have small group leaders for our students uh-huh. um guides that aren't parents right uh that right. can maybe they can bounce questions off of they can help shape right. um and guide no i think that's that's good yeah and when you have that in your life and i would i i I kind of related it to a backseat driver. We don't have the tutors today, but it's like a backseat yeah. driver. It's like, turn here, slow down, don't go this way. And it can be the it can be a little bit annoying, um, but it does it shows you, hey, you're not turning right. You're not you're going too fast. And what it what that person does is a micromanager. And it feels restrictive, but it shows us something. Yeah. about who we about who we are yeah. so yeah, that's good yeah the whole um when he talks about the law uh, like we we were imprisoned to the law um i uh yeah it's an interesting illustration to use um although he i'm certain his his original readers or hearers would have immediately been like ah yeah 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 i can't keep that thing like yeah. it, it's controlling every part yeah. of me I also think it's interesting um, before this section. So if you listen to last week, uh, we kind of, you know, we covered verses 15 through 22. And that's kind of where we get that 430 years, mm-hmm. right, part. So I was I was doing some reading. Where did we get that number, 430? Uh-huh. Because if the, if the promise was given to Abraham, uh-huh. right, and he had Isaac uh-huh. and Jacob, uh-huh. and Jacob had Joseph and his other sons, you know, and then they went to Egypt and they weren't immediately enslaved, but at some point they became slaves and they were in slavery for 430 years. It's not like the promise came and then 430 years in slavery. What's going on with that? So I know we're backtracking a little (laughs) bit, but I just had that thought. I have a thought, but I want to hear it. I don't. Well, here's my thought. Yeah. Um, the commentary say 430 years, so that's what I went with. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think... What's your thought? Um, well, and, and the Bible says 430 yeah, years, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So my thought is this. Um, whenever it comes to the Bible, right, there's a lot of uh, figurative language. There's a lot of things that are done for specific purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, like take take uh, the genealogies in Matthew, right, for instance. Uh-huh. Um, where you have 14 generations, right, between mm-hmm. um, between Jesus, mm-hmm. right, and, you know, his past all the way to, what was it, was that Joseph? I guess, is Matthew, tra- yeah, Matthew traces Joseph's yeah. lineage. Yeah. There's way more than 14 generations, right, right between those two points. Right. Um, but the writer Matthew he's trying to do something intentional to draw your number your 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 eyes your imagination to certain names and certain stories um, and he and there's some symmetry uh, 7 is this this idea of completion it's the year of jubilee there's all these things that come from jewish um, culture um, jewish heritage that show up there so there's a there's a purpose to it mm-hmm. um, I do think there's something happening as well with this 430 years. I think what Paul is trying to draw attention to is the 430 years that they were enslaved in Egypt. Because the the comparison he's making is we're enslaved to this thing Uh that was given to us because we were enslaved in Uh Egypt. So I think there's there's something he's doing there um, intentionally to kind of help reinforce his point that the law uh-huh. 
uh, does two things. It was, it does enslave us like we were enslaved in that 430 year period. Right. But it also, it should remind us that the law came because we were enslaved right. for 430 years, right? We were in, we were in slavery for 430 years, yeah. and coming out of that, our people didn't know who they were, right? right? They didn't know who God was. Right. They didn't know what it meant. You know, they had been given and inherited this promise that God gave to Abraham, but they didn't know what that looked like. They didn't yeah. know how to live. They didn't know how to behave. They didn't know how to be. They didn't even know where they were going to live. Right. And so I, I think that he's just trying to he's trying to tie those two things together. And I think yeah. that's why the law came originally was because the this group of people was meant to be a light to the nations. They were meant, you know, to be the the agents of blessing that God had promised um Abraham to, yeah. right? He, he told Abraham, hey, I'm going to make your name great, right? Your offspring, they're going to grow and be numerous, and they're going to fill the whole world, and the world is going to be blessed because of you. And then they're in slavery. Well, how's the world being blessed? They're not. Yeah. Okay, well, live live in this way, and you will be blessing others. Because yeah. the law, there, it's a lot of relational there's a lot of relational stuff uh-huh. uh, in it. So anyway, that's my thought, is uh-huh. is I think that Paul is playing it. He's not saying it was literally 430 years from the time that God gave the promise to Abraham uh-huh. until the time that the law was given. Yeah. Um, although that 430-year period was, that was their... Which they can definitely relate to. And they can point to. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's kind of my thought there. Um, but how it matters for us, right? You know, because we're not held under the law. Right. So I don't know if you want to hit maybe some application or pastoral yeah. implications so, here. Well, Paul goes, Paul goes on then, and um, he says, you know, before or, um, before faith came, we there's here's the law. Here's why we had it. Now after faith came, and so we we have faith in Jesus now because Jesus is here, um, and so there's there's. We are not under the law, but the law still matters to us mm-hmm. in certain ways. But um, because of our faith, it changes who we are um, as a people. And so this isn't. Paul has already talked about in Galatians justification. When we believe we're justified, we're declared righteous. righteous. And it's not that God just says, "Hey, you're righteous. You are. You know, you're you're good. I'll see you later. Good luck." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ho- hopefully you'll make it to the end, and uh, I'll see you later on. He doesn't do that. What what Paul does is then he makes he goes further into salvation, and he says, "You're you're children of God. Um, you've been clothed with Christ. Um, you you are now one in Christ, and you're heirs of Christ." And so, um, man, I heard somebody say it. I forget the guy's name, but the Christian life is is. Um, Jesus is like a, a pinata, and the and the Christian life is just the pinata broken open and us picking up the candy, mm-hmm. and um, it's a beautiful picture of grace and just the gifts mm-hmm. of being a child, the gifts of being under Christ. Yeah, and so um, yeah, I mean, I think he gives he gives those kinds of things of this is who we are, mm-hmm. um, and and grace is present in there in the sense that. We're, we don't try to become um, God's kids. Yeah. Grace says, you already are. And I think about, you have kids, I have kids. I think there's, I'm, I'm a father to my kids that will never change. My kids have the ability to break my heart, to disappoint me. Mm-hmm. I will never stop loving them. I will never stop mm-hmm. supporting them, encouraging them, 
no matter what. Yeah. And I and I think that's how, that's what you know it it looks like, and that's what grace does. So it's not just you're justified; it's you're a part of this family. Yeah, no, that's really good, Ben. I I do think, and what I'm hearing is because I do love like justified just uh, justified by faith, and then you have these different descriptions, right? Mm-hmm. These different uh, indicative statements of of essentially what that means for us, right? Your sons of God, uh, we're in Christ, uh, we're baptized into Christ, um, we've put on Christ, right, like clothes. Um, the different descriptions that we um, identify ourselves by, they don't go away, right? He it does say in verse 28, there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male or female, right? Those things are still all true, right? Like, I am, I am male, right? That's part of my identity. Right. Um, I am... I'm not Greek, but I'm a Gentile, right? right, right. Um, but the identity marker that matters the most is we are one in Christ. Yeah. Um, and then if, right, here's the, that those wonderful if-then statements. And if we are Christ's, then we are Abraham's off- offspring. Right. So the promises that God gave to Abraham, yeah. we like also applied to us. Yeah. Um, and we're heirs according to promise, and so I, there's a lot of language. This later on in, in uh, early on in chapter four, again he uses sonship language, right? We are sons of God. Um, so when we were talking to teaching team um, earlier, uh, the idea of adoption mm-hmm. came came up. Yeah. Uh, not adoption in the sense of of you know the the practice of adopting you know uh-huh. kids out of the foster system or for other countries uh-huh. even though that's a, a similar I think illustration but adoption in the theological sense mm-hmm. um, that we have been adopted by God can you just riff on that a little bit yeah I mean yeah it's it's a relational thing it's and I, some of the commentators talk about it in the sense of um, we're all God's creation mm-hmm. we all have value um, that's true salvation though of faith in Jesus, brings you into the family of God. And so you then become a, you become a child, you become a part of this family. And so um, I do think, yeah, I do think there is another, a status change that happens with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think it's a great, uh, yeah, it's a great opportunity to understand how God relates to us mm-hmm. um, of being, you know, adopted, uh, that we were not a part of um, the God's, God's kingdom, God's family, um, but we still had value in the sense that we were God's creation, yeah. but there's a change that happened. Yeah, for sure. So. Romans 8, I'm going to read uh, verses 28 through 30. Uh, we know that God causes, this is again Paul writing, we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, mm-hmm. for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren, and whom he predestined, those he also called, and whom he called, he justified, who he justified, he glorified. So there's this almost this like application of salvation, right, for the believer, right? And and a lot of times we want to try to put this in like a linear order, and that gets really confusing because, uh, again, when we look at the Bible, it's not a textbook. It's not a, uh, a, uh, a book of definitions, a book of like, hey, here's all the questions you have, and now here's our very logical um, description. It's yeah. a story, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's one large story. And in this story, there are other stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, again, we said this earlier, but uh, the early church was working, just wor- was having to work out for themselves what it meant to be Christian. What 
what life meant, what the big story was in, um, in light of Jesus's death and resurrection. And so I do think that like it's maybe we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on it, but I think it is also helpful that that there's these different moments where different things are happening, right? You have the spirit, the spirit regenerates, right? Mm-hmm. God calls, so you have the effectual calling. Uh-huh. That's the we respond to his calling. Like that one actually counts because I am responding to it. Yeah. You have the, yeah, I said the regenerative work of the spirit. Um, but adoption and union yeah. with Christ, I think those two things go together. And I think mm-hmm. they're in scope mm-hmm. in this Galatians pastor, uh, passage that yeah. we're, we're looking at. Yeah. And I mean, it's a great point because it does happen, um, but it could be that, you know, people are experiencing sanctification and then they understand adoption. Mm-hmm. And it's not this like perfect order that yeah. a one size fits all, a, you know, the, your, your spiritual life just goes the same pattern. I think people experience that different. I think that's what that's what I like about Galatians. That's why I was hopeful for this Sunday was that, um, or this weekend, that people would, uh, who never understood adoption, mm-hmm. could understand what that means for them, that yeah. they are a child of God, and this is how God relates to yeah. you. Yeah. And so therefore, um, you know, because we are, I, I, make the, I, I make the illustration, you know, we're, no matter how hard we try, we don't try to be like our parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I've tried hard for some things that I don't want to be like my parents, and and yet my kids will say, "Oh, you're you're just like your dad in that. You're just mm. like your mom in that." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, man, come on, come on, you, come on. What do you know, your kids?" And reminds uh, me of those progressive commercials. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But the but the thing is, if we're ch- if we're children of God, then we 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 do inherit the traits of our God, yeah. and so we can be loving we can be kind we can be truthful we can live out the law yeah um because of that yeah not perfectly not perfectly but yeah god's moral law his character we're being conformed to yeah Yeah, i I think a um, quick story and then we'll we'll be we'll be good but my wife um several of her siblings are adopted Mm -hmm. and they were adopted um at different points in in their their life and um a couple of her sisters were um yeah they were adopted they were Oh, I forget their ages, five, seven, nine, maybe. Mm-hmm. So they were, you know, they weren't toddlers, you know, but they were, they weren't, you know, teenagers either. Mm-hmm. So they're somewhere in the middle there. And um, this has been true, I think, for, for many, um, for many people who've adopted um, kids uh, at, a, at a later age. Um, they would have, you know, at mealtime, like they would not necessarily always finish their food or they might take a second thing and they hide it mm-hmm. and it's, you know, you'll find it under their pillow in their bed or something yeah. like that um, because they're, they're not sure, right, where their next meal, like they're, they were accustomed to the, hey, we have yeah. to keep ourselves, um, we have to fend for ourselves, uh, we have to look out for ourselves and we don't know when the next meal is coming or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so something I think they had to work through was, no, 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 I live here. This is my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I have every right to go to the fridge and grab something, and I can trust and know that there's going to be food there, that my needs are gonna be covered. Mm-hmm. And I think the application of this for us, um, this, this application of this theological idea that we have been adopted uh, as sons and as daughters um, of, of God is that we have an inheritance, mm-hmm. um, he provides, and I think one of our hardest challenges is being okay with that, mm-hmm. right? Because we, yeah. we want to fend for ourselves. 
we want to look out for ourselves. It's really hard for us at times mm-hmm. to trust that God is good. Mm-hmm. He is going to provide and he is going to provide abundantly. Yeah. So just like an earthly father should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Ben. It's yeah, been man. a good, good conversation. Excited to continue in uh, our study in the book of Galatians. Um, next week we'll be in chapter four. Um, you can find this deep dive conversation and all of our past conversations and all of our future conversations on our website, calvary.church slash Galatians. Uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast uh, anywhere you can find podcasts, uh, you can uh, find this deep dive. And so we invite you to um, subscribe and follow depending on what platform you're using. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you'll never miss new content as it comes out, as it's made available. Um, And we will look forward to connecting with you um, again next week. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Deep Dive, a Calvary Church Media Productions podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.